amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello and welcome to Empowerment for All. I am your host and creator, Yolanda McTeer. Today's new segment, Sunday, November 22nd, 2020. I am going to include in my discussion today, stop looking at people's accreditations and trying to get them to acknowledge you. You don't have to always be a part of someone's crowd. Oftentimes, rejection is for your protection. Your life's journey will take you many times off your presumed course because the lessons you have to learn are in unfamiliar territory. territories. My God, accreditation, accreditation. Many of you are saying, well, highlight what you're referencing, Yolanda, on accreditation. Accreditation, the meaning is recognizing someone as having a particular status or being qualified to perform a particular activity. And in today's world, There is so much emphasis, so much focus, so much overdoing trying to be someone else due to social media, television, outside pressure. Everyone is stuck in the mindset that if I'm not of a particular status, or if I'm not a qualified person, that I'm unequal, I'm below, I'm beneath, I don't have it going on, and I'm not worthy. The devil is a lie. Stop it. Just because someone has accreditations, that does not mean that that is your life's journey. Everyone has a different purpose and a journey that they will take while they are here in the physical flesh on earth. Oftentimes, your physical journey is a completion of what you didn't complete before. Stay with me now. Meaning that you came back here to earth to complete what you didn't do in another life. Oftentimes your journey, you came back to move forward of things that were done to you in a previous life that you have no idea about. Oftentimes you are here to satisfy karmic debts, things that you did that were ungodly, unpleasing. You are here to be an inspiration. Many of you are here to be an inspiration uplift, inspire, encourage, and motivate. Some 
unfortunately made choices and allowed the enemy to distract them and detour them from their purpose. So they ended up in a bad situation and life didn't go well and it didn't end well. So we have so many different factors, and I could go on, but I'm not going to stick there, in life of why we are here and the journey that we are on. So it is crucial, especially in these uncertain times, as we're seeing every day, that you stop harboring, stop clinging, stop killing your mindset that you are not worthy because you're steady looking at someone else's accreditations. It is sad to say, not all, but the majority of accreditations that we see of this particular status are frauds. They're not real. They're appearing to be real for the presentation that you see on their social media pages, but within themselves and their own household, they're a fraud. Many people are camouflaging God, trying to trick you and manipulate you into thinking that, oh, they're praising God. When in reality, when you don't see the photos and you're in their household, they are worshiping the devil. When you come into a place with God, there is a different mindset that you will have. God will give you peace. The lessons that you learn that have taken you in unfamiliar territories are to help you and not hurt you. As you progress forward in life to do what you want to do, we all have different passions. If you're pursuing a passion, pursue it. Judgmental people, as long as you remain in your life, you can't stop it. So you have to stop allowing distractions to become an attraction for you to get off course. Stay focused. It's okay to admire people. It's okay to view people's social media pages. It's okay to give compliments because oftentimes outside of those who are frauds, there are real people on social media that have really struggled They have really built themselves from ground zero. They have gone through living hell. They have endured trials, storms, and tests, and now they're blessed. But how will you ever decipher who is who and what is what? You can't. So what you have to do is maintain your focus and direction on your own life and where you are. Nothing is given to you in a 24-hour time frame. Patience is key, patient for manifestation, for elevation of what you want to achieve. A day to God is a thousand years. And this is why oftentimes people throw in the towel, because they look at someone else's accreditations and they begin to pursue their own accreditations. But when things don't happen, they get pissed off, they get upset, and they throw in the towel. But I can guarantee you 120%, if they really told you everything of what they had to go through to get what they have, you would be in amazement. I'm not talking about those who were already wealthy and it's a generational of wealth passed down through their bloodline. They're not included in this. 
because that was something that was already ordained and in place for them when they were born into this earth. I'm talking about those who said, you know what, I'm going to fight, I'm going to press, I don't care, I'm going to work, I'm going to make it happen, and I'm going to keep these other people that I'm talking about. Because in God's kingdom, you're in a steady fight every day. What I mean by fight, no, you're not physically fighting. No. God doesn't have you out here physically fighting, punching, and killing, and stabbing, and knifing up people. That's not God. What I mean by by the fight is that you are fighting and pressing your way for every time that someone tells you no, every time when things don't go according to plan, every time that you may launch something and no prosperity comes from it, people that you thought you could trust and would be in your corner, laughed at you, dogged you, and threw you under the bus. Money was not plentiful for what you thought, meaning that you needed way more money and you just didn't have it at that time and it just wasn't coming in and it didn't look like it was going to ever come. And this has went on not for days and weeks. This has went on for years. And you're sitting here trying to say, Oh, well, um, I don't know, because I don't think this is going to work out. This look a mess. And this is where the enemy comes in to distract your mind. Because once your mind is distracted, then your plan is affected. Hear me clearly. Once your mind is distracted, your plan is affected. Because your mindset is now on a detour. You're being detoured away from your focus. But if you really want something and you're desiring to have it, why not go for it? And even if it may not work out, that may be one of those unfamiliar territories that God has allowed you to go in so it can build more character and strength in you to prepare you for what he's really called you to do. It doesn't make you a failure, and that's what people fail to realize. If something doesn't work out, it doesn't make you a failure. It makes you more elevated and stronger. So now you can – it may be one thing to launch and get going that you will need to take into what God has called you to do. And if you hadn't gone into that unfamiliar territory and tried to do that thing, you would have no knowledge of what it, that particular thing or things are and what you're really called to do. Everybody has a place in this world. And oftentimes God has to put you in isolation so you can get in a place where you solely trust in him. You solely strip away all the negativity. You disconnect from all the toxic connections in your life, including family members, solely forgive things that have happened in your life, release pain, and stop being bitter and become better. And in doing this process, everybody does it at a different level and a different pace. So it doesn't mean because you're still there in your isolation preparation stages that you failed. No, what it is is that God knows you. Remember, he created you. You can sing homiletics, you can talk BS, you can uh, holler this and holler that, but God knows you. He knows your heart. He knows your soul. So therefore, now when you are in isolation, in preparation, you're on his clock. So he knows when you really have forgiven. 
See, many of you go into isolation and you haven't forgiven. You haven't shed it. The tears. It's okay to cry because crying releases that pain that you didn't even realize that you were still harvesting from something. It's okay. It doesn't make you less masculine. doesn't make you less feminine. None of that because we are human. And a lot of times you miss your mark of your blessing because of your refusal to get in isolation. You're so worried about constantly looking at someone else's accreditations of what they're doing that you miss your preparation of why he, God put you in isolation. Help me, Holy Ghost. So in being in your isolation, your incubation stages, you now are becoming that power force that once you come out of isolation, that no matter who says something negative, no matter whose door you may knock on trying to start a business or do business with or get a job and they tell you no, now you have the knowledge to know that's not where God wants me to be. Going back to what I said, oftentimes the rejection is your protection. God can see what you can't see. So many of you get on social media and you want to attack people's accreditations because they're not letting you be a part of their crowd. You're not meant to be a part of their crowd. You can't roll with everybody. And especially if God has called you in his kingdom to do a work. Because a lot of times God is not going to place you in a dark space where it could actually take you out of here. Because God knows your strength may not be strong enough to defense, to be a defense against the vile of the enemy. My God. Stop looking at why certain people God allowed to go into the enemy's territory and didn't allow you. Everybody's not a David. Everybody's not going to stand up to Goliath. When that pressure comes on, a lot of times people can't handle pressure. Pressure will make you burst wide open. You cannot handle it. So stop asking yourself, why not me? It wasn't supposed to be you. Because if God had placed you in there, you probably would have died or lost your complete mind and been in a straitjacket looking out of a little bar window being served pills every day and a teaspoon of food in a facility. Come on, somebody. God already knows what you can take and what you cannot take. And oftentimes, because he knows you can only take so much, is when he will snatch you out of that place where he's placed you because he knows you're at your breaking point. And before he lets you explode, he's going to disconnect the cord. So when God closes the door and says, it's over, don't question it. Don't argue about it. Don't ask the people why this happened. They have no idea if God has called you in his kingdom. They don't know, especially if they ain't serving God. They don't know God, and they're using God as a fraud. They have no idea. They can't give you no information. They can give you no information. Hear me clearly. And this is why many of you miss your blessings and your foundation of elevation coming out of preparation because you're steady going. God will snatch you out. You're steady going back. You're steady going back. It's in his word. 
Stop looking back. When it's done, it's done. It's over. It's finished. God saw what you couldn't see. Don't even question why people did you the way they did. They weren't meant to stay with you no way on your journey. Whatever lesson you learn from them, absorb it and move on. And a lot of times they're not even a lesson. They're a distraction because they are from the dark side to come and pull you in to they mess. A Chicano glow attracts darkness. They can see God's light on you. They can see the destiny of happiness God has ordained for you. And you think they like you and they're walking in darkness. They're miserable. They don't know God. They're doing all kind of things outside of the uh, will of God. You think they like you? No, they can't stand you. And that's the problem. You keep looking at accreditation when they're looking at you at saturation of hatred. My God. Yeah, they're looking at you with a saturation of hatred because they know what God has placed in you or what God has called you to do. I'll share with you a quick story of what I mean by that because many of you are saying, well, wait a minute, hold up, wait a minute. Uh-uh, because that's my friend. That's been my friend. I know they for me because we laugh, we talk, we hang out, and they always nice. They always come and give me a ride. They always help me if I need help, and they always there, and I can call on them, and I pour my heart out to them, and I go to their family's house. They come to my family's house, or we come visit each other. We go on a double dates as couples, and we just, you know, we really, really tight. That's wonderful. But how do you know oftentimes that why when it falls apart, you are in awe because you're trying to figure out after all the things I just called off, how could they do this to you? Because a chameleon has to share their skin. They're tired of playing the role. They're tired. You disgust them. So now once the chameleon sheds its skin, you really see what you're dealing with. But see, once you see it, you become revengeful, you become evil, and you want to get them back. You can't do that. That's not in God's kingdom. Pray for them and tell God to deal with them because, see, God will handle it his way. And God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Don't worry about how God's going to handle it. Sometimes God will allow you to see how he's handled people when they've mistreated you and dogged you and done you wrong. And sometimes he won't allow you to see it because it does not concern you, because he's moving you on. That part of your life, just like Elijah, the book has dried up. Move on. Stop looking at the time frame. So many of you are still in toxic associations, friendships, and marriages and relationships because you're so stuck on time. A day to God is a 1,000 years. God can cut the cord in one week. One month, one year, 10 years, 20 years, it doesn't matter. When their time is up in your life and the brook has dried up, walk away. Remember, he can see, Heavenly Father, our Lord God, can see what you cannot see. He has heard the conversations that you have not heard. He has seen the things that they try to do and work against you that you have not seen. And for those of you who know God has anointed you, stop double, stop second guessing. Stop double asking yourself, uh, uh, Lord, 
I'm seeing what's really going on, and I see they're not for me, but God, I don't want to be judgmental, so I'm going to keep kicking it with them. I'm going to keep that hanging with them. Okay, well, he's trying to prevent further nastiness being done to you is why he's showing you ahead of time. So when you allow yourself as an anointed vessel of God to continue, when it becomes more worse than it could have been, then you have nothing to say because you were disobedient because as his sheep, you knew his voice. My God. Thank you, Father. I told God to take the wheel in this show today because God said, my daughter, there's so many that are not understanding. They're not understanding my kingdom, how I operate. Church time that you fellowship with people, you worship God, and you listen to the man and wo- man or woman that's bringing forth the word. But church, and hear me clearly, I've been there, I know. Church does not build your relationship with God. You build your relationship with God because you have to get into a place with God that you seek him like never before. You understand because you're reading his word. You understand because you're applying his word to your life. And this is why God is exposing like never before. All these accreditations of pastors and bishops and evangelists, he's snatching the covers clean off their filth because they have accreditations, but just like King Saul in the Bible, God left him a long time ago. God gone. And see, they got outside of the will of God, and they got into the manifestation of earthly pleasures and earthly greediness of money. And God said, no, 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 you don't got all outside my will now. You ain't in my kingdom no more. You in your fleshly ways. I ain't got time for that. That's not God. God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Everybody's not going to have a mega church. Everybody's not going to have eight to 10,000 members. Whatever God has blessed you with, accept it, love it, be grateful for it, and keep doing what he's called you to do. In many places in God's kingdom doesn't mean everyone is going to be a pastor, a bishop, an evangelist. It doesn't mean that. God has different places of assignments that he wants his people to do, especially in this day and time. We are living in a new millennial generation where many are not trying to sit there and listen to hither, whither, tither, thou. They don't want to hear that. That's that's foreign to them. They're like, what are you saying? I ain't got time for that. I got to get over here and jam. I got stuff to do. So this is why God is placing his vessels who have gone through similar similar lifestyles to the new multi-generation that can relate to them and keep it 100, speak it, and move on. You can't force anybody to do anything. You can't be judgmental and say because they listen to a secular song that they don't know God. And this is where a lot of the old school has gone wrong. Church has fallen by the wayside. You're so judgmental, and the minute that things don't line up with how you think they should, you want to jump on the forefront and say, oh, I've been preaching for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. God bless you, but now times have changed. You preaching, but are you teaching anything? Are you preaching, but you steady signing contracts selling your soul for money? 
You preaching, but you steady lying to people. You preaching, but there's no anointing. You're preaching and souls are going by the wayside. I'm not saying all. There are still many, many heavenly anointed pastors, bishops, and evangelists on the front line from, as we call it, the old school and coming into the new millennial generation. I'm talking about those, and you know who you are, who are out of the wheel. And that is called bullying when you try to tell somebody who God has told them to talk that, oh, you can't say that because they are pastor, they are bishop, you going to hell. The devil is a lie. You already in hell. That's why God is tired. He's snatching the covers off of you. You can't bully nobody. God didn't give you a gift to bully people. God gave you a gift to do what you need to do. And many of you need to stay on your own pulpit instead of trying to walk the earth, going in everybody else's pulpit, going in everybody else's assignment, trying to lead. That's not your place. Every one of God's vessels in the Bible had a direction to do different things. So you need to stay in alignment with what God has called you to do and get out of their business and let God lead them to what they need to do. It's too much uncertainty out here. It's too much evilness out here for people to be talking about, oh, it's me, it's me, it's me. And it's, it's, baby, it stopped being about you a decade ago. Have a seat and, get, and drink you some apple cider or drink you some orange juice. Have a seat. Please. And that's the problem. If you really know that God is your everything, your way maker, your provider, your coverer, your healer, you will be just fine. And oftentimes, like I said earlier, people can see what God is taking you sometimes. Not all, but some can see. So that's why they try and come bully you, distract you, interrogate you, talk about you, low-rate you, and judge you. Because they know in their own household, it ain't clean. They speak in God, but it's nasty. Their spirit nasty. Their handlings of God's kingdom is nasty. Things that they're doing is unethical in God's eyes. Things that they have done have done are unethical in God's eyes. So they know if God raised you up, it might take them to uh, have a seat. And see, once they get on a platform and they get an audience and they get listeners, they get excited because now it's their accreditations. I'm the status. I am who I am. Are you? Are you who God called you to be? Are you, are you in your flesh? Hmm. That's what it is. <clears throat> Thank you, Holy Ghost. So it doesn't mean because you don't have a platform in terms of followers, you're not in God's will. Elijah didn't have a platform. Noah didn't have a platform. Moses didn't have a platform. King David didn't have a platform. Job didn't have a platform. Peter didn't have a platform. Isaiah didn't have a platform. This is why it's so important once again. When you get an isolation in preparation for what you're trying to move forward and obtain in your life, you have to seek God for yourself. Seek his word. Pray Read it. I didn't say you have to read it in a day. That's a huge book. The Bible is a huge book. Read 
the Bible. Stress yourself if you are a beginner coming to Christ saying, I want more of God, but I really don't know the direction. I'm hearing pastor preach, but I'm still lost. Start with the book of Psalms. Start with the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms will empower you, inspire you, and motivate you. Go to the book of Job. Job will show you how when God strips you, doesn't mean he's forsaking you. When God tests you, doesn't mean he's left you. When God takes something away from you, doesn't mean he's not going to replace it. Women, especially in this day and time, I see it and hear it, and it really disheartens me. Stop allowing yourself to look at time. Stop allowing yourself to look at age, and you're settling for an unhealthy, toxic relationship. Women, read the book of Esther. Esther went about God's business. She had no idea God had prepared a king for her. Be about your business, women. Focus on you. A lot of you women have not healed from previous toxic relationships. This is why the minute you meet a man, you give him your life history. You tell him about every relationship that you've been in. That's wrong. You're out of order. And the reason why you're out of order is a lot of times if that particular man is not meant to be your man and he's another lesson, he takes what you tell him and uses it against you and manipulates you and twists your mind. And this is how you end up in a toxic relationship with this person. When someone who you are interested in and you begin to get to know better ask you about your past relationships, be simple and quick with it. Unfortunately, we had different views on life, and we decided to part ways in a friendly manner. That's all you got to say, period. I don't care how it ended, but that's none of the new person's business. And if you find yourself, that new person is still harping and going on and on about their past relationships, they're still there. He hasn't left that relationship. Do the honorable. Tell him, unfortunately, you're still there. You need to go back and close that chapter. I'm here. I'm moving in the future. I'm not in my past. Good luck to you. And what I said, men, the same thing applies to you when you're in relationships with women. If that woman is still constantly talking about her past and this and that, she's still there. Invite her back to her past and let her go back. Because what it does, here it is now, they harpen their baggage and burdens on you. You ever seen somebody... Uh, women and men that once they got involved with somebody, they went down. They started looking bad. They started doing horrible things. They aged really bad. It's because the burdens and pressures of that individual and toxic, toxic, toxicness. It's not well, toxic, toxic. I can't even say the word for toxic. Let's just keep it that way. <laughs> the toxic things that that person brought into the relationship now has been dumped onto them. It's what you allow. You see it, but you're so in need and you're so thirsty for a relationship that you've got to prove a point to people with accreditations that you end up in manipulation. Stop it. Life will never be perfect. Let me repeat that. Life will never be perfect. But the choices that you make can help you have a better, more peaceful, good understanding, wisdom, and you will age gracefully. 
I'm not telling you this because it's something that I'm thinking of. It's something that I've lived. I'm still living at 51 years old. God has blessed me. I don't look my age. I'm standing on his word. The Heavenly Father, my Lord God, I stand on his word. I apply his principles in his word to my life every day. And just like his word says, and I'm a testimony, I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. Remember, stop looking at people's accreditations and trying to get them to acknowledge you. You do not have to always be a part of someone's crowd. Oftentimes, the rejection is for your protection. Your life's journey will take you many times off your presumed course because the lessons you have to learn are in unfamiliar territories before God can manifest what he really has for you. There is a time for everything, just like, once again, God's word says, Ecclesiastics chapter 3, read it in its entirety. It's a time for everything. Someone's accreditation may come in 2020. Your accreditations may come in 2025 but it doesn't make you less equal. Be patient. You can't take the past burdens of mess forward and expect to be blessed. You've got to release. You've got to let go. You have to disconnect. And you have to withstand patience, persevere, and know greater days are ahead. I hope this message has blessed you. I will continue to pray for you. Moving forward, trust God. He's never left you. He's never forsaken you. And he never will if you keep him first. Now, I always like to end my show with prayer. When I'm speaking solely and just delivering a powerful, inspirational, motivational word to you. Today, as I was preparing for the show, God spoke to me and said, my daughter, Psalm 73, There's certain parts in there I want you to read to the people. And when I, of course, refreshed myself with it, I said, wow, God, you're right on time. So today, when you have time, my audience, listen, when you have time, when you set aside that time of isolation, read Psalm 73 in its entirety, 1 through 28. But today on the show, I'm going to read for you what really stood out, and I knew why God led me here for my message and also to read to you. Psalm 73, verse 3 through 4. For I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. They have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. Now let's move down to Psalm. I mean, it's still in the same Psalm. Forgive me, Father. Psalm 73, 12 through 13. This is what the wicked are like, always free of care. They go on amassing wealth. Surely in vain I have kept my heart pure and have washed my hands in innocence. Verse 16 through 17. When I tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply till I entered into the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their final destiny. 25 to 26. 
Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. That's powerful. Once again, read the entirety of Psalm 73, 1 through 28 when you have a moment. But those verses that I just read to you, 3 through 4, 12 through 13, 16 through 17, 25 through 26, relate to what I talked about today, why you constantly are asking yourself that you don't have the same accreditations as certain people, and why you must seek God and keep him first. For those of you still weary, you really don't know. You're pulled to the left, you're pulled to the right. Nothing in life is easy, whether you stand for God or whether you don't. But just know if you stand for God, all is well. Here at Empowerment for All, I thank you so much for tuning in. I thank God for allowing me to still have my podcast and do what he's told me to do. In Jesus' name, God, I love you. I thank you. My audience has grown tremendously. I just looked at my audience uh, geographs as I was preparing for this show. I have people in Russia listening. I have people in Canada. I have people in Asia. Come on, somebody. It's not about accreditations. It's about doing what God has told you to do. He's going to bless you. Just because people don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. Keep the faith. I'm praying for you. And to the next time here at Empowerment for All, be blessed. Follow me on social media, Instagram, at sassy, S-A-S-S-Y, E-L-I-T-E, me, at Sassy Elite, me. Twitter, at Y McTeer, capital Y, capital M, lowercase c, capital T as in tomorrow, I-E-R. Facebook, Yolanda McTeer. I just updated my Facebook, and shout out to my um, developer who helped me do a new business page, for Empowerment for All, when you go there, check it out. It looks really good. I'm happy what God is doing. Once again, Facebook, Yolanda McTeer. If you want to be more inspired and understand how my mess became my message, my testimonies, do purchase my book, The Tragic Times of a Woman. It is an autobiography written by me. It is available through Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. Or you can go to my social media, Instagram and Twitter, and click the link in my bio and purchase it. Thank you to all who have already purchased. It's a great gift idea, too. You may know a family member or someone who's going through and they want to throw in the tile, especially a woman. That's a great book. Also, you're blessed. You're still here. You survived the coronavirus. Purchase my Women, men, and kids' T-shirts, tote bags, and stickers. Blessed to survive the coronavirus. God is good. He's faithful. You don't have to be like someone else. Just be you and love you and accept you. Have a blessed and prosperous 
day. Bye now. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.